This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, your source to healthy living. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me today. If you're anything like me, you feel you don't have enough hours in a day. My goal is to do less and achieve more. That's why joining me today on the show is Kate Northrup. She's the founder of The Origin Company and author of two books, Do Less and Money, A Love Story. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Let's talk a little bit about The Origin Company and how it came to fruition for you. I started my business in the first iteration um, a much longer ago in 2010, and Uh, That was because I wanted to be creative and I wanted to write about what I felt like writing about. I actually had another business at the time. And so my blog was this creative outlet. And then all of a sudden, I started making money doing it. And I was like, wait a second, blogging can be a business. That's so cool. So I was on the early wave of the Um, kind of digital marketers, the online space, uh, writing about personal development. And then that turned into my first book about money. And then that turned into my second book called Do Less and um, our current work right now, which is helping women heal their relationship with time and money. Um, And it's always based on my own personal experience and and then sharing what I'm learning so others can benefit from it. And that's what I love about, you know, your social media handles. You are really on a mission to help women because I feel like we do need the help. I included. So I feel like you're relatable. I'm one of those women who does way too much, has way too many goals set for herself. And I feel like there's not enough hours in a day. So I love the idea of do less and make more. Um, So let's talk about that. What are some of the tips that you can offer women in order for us to achieve those goals? My first tip is to apply the 80-20 rule to your life and to your work. So the 80-20 rule is just a fact. I didn't invent it. It's Pareto's principle. It says that 20% of our activities or our tasks will lead to 80% of our results. So what that means is 80% of what you're doing is contributing to only 20% of your results. So if you're a business owner, that means only 20% of your tasks are leading to 80% of the revenue. If you are um, working on your health, 20% of your activities are leading to 80% of your results. In terms of your productivity, whatever metric you're measuring your productivity against, 20% of your activities will lead to 80% of your results. The great news about that is, is when you do the analysis and figure out what 20% is leading to 80% of the results, you can stop doing 80% of the stuff you're doing and still get incredible results. And imagine if you took the 20% of time you were applying to get that 80% of the results and increase that to 30%, you would be like creating gangbusters results. So that's my number one tip is do an 80-20 analysis on any area of your life where you want to improve your results with less effort and you will be blown away by how many things you're doing that you don't need to be doing and how much extra time you have when you stop doing them while your results are still incredible. I'm a multitasker and I feel like I'm good at it, but from what it sounds like, it's like multitasking probably isn't the solution. Should I be delegating? Is that kind of one of the tips, one of the secrets? 
Sometimes I multitask too, um, even though I know that what the data tells us is that it's really ineffective. We think we're multitasking, but we're actually just context switching. So when we context switch, it will take us um, many minutes to get refocused on what we were doing when we switch back. So we're wasting significant time, you know, picking up our phone, looking on Instagram, writing an email answering a text. I think that multitasking gives us a dopamine rush of feeling like we're busy and doing something and that we have programmed ourselves with the fast pace we can get our hands on information and the instant gratification that we have with messaging and social media and stuff. I think we have trained our brains to be so uncomfortable being focused for long periods of time that we are multitasking because we're addicted to context switching for a dopamine hit and we've lost the ability to ride through the discomfort of focus. And if we were to actually focus for longer and put away devices and clear out the browsers and just really focus on one task, we would be amazed by how much more we would get done in a much shorter period of time. So what I do is clear out my other browsers. I click click out of everything. I put on the peaceful piano station on Spotify to signal to my brain like this is focused writing time. I light a candle and I put my phone in my desk drawer and I usually will set a timer where it's like until this 20 minutes is done, doesn't have to be forever, but until this chunk of time is done, I am just doing this. And when I notice I want to go multitask, I'm going to bring myself back. And honestly, that way it kind of becomes a meditation. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I was talking to a client of mine yesterday and that's exactly the conversation we had where he, it was a, he, he actually makes scheduling, meditative, ritualistic, because I struggle and I'm sure that you do as well. And I think most people do. We struggle with guilt. I feel guilty if I'm just sitting down, but think about it. If I had five minutes to sit down and just do nothing, I'd probably be more productive. So it's dealing with the guilt of not doing nothing. You're just kind of tuning into yourself instead of having 12 million things going, 12 different tabs on your computer that you're switching in and out of. I feel like you're right. That dopamine rush that I'm being productive is like a primordial thing where I can't just sit because something's going to come and attack me. And that's usually my work (laughs) or my children. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So one of your, um, models is body first, business second. So what do you mean by that? We have been taught by corporate culture, by business culture, that our bodies are in the way of our productivity, that if we just didn't need to get up and exercise, or if we didn't need to eat or go to the bathroom or sleep, we would be sort of these incredible bionic you know, production robots, right? But actually, our bodies are the place where our creativity, where our energy, and where our best work comes from. We can't function without our bodies. So body first, business second is a philosophy of tending to your sacred vessel, knowing that it is the most important aspect of your work, not let me work 
in spite of my body, but let me work with my body. And what we find is when we work with our rhythms, according to our menstrual cycle, with our circadian rhythms, when we really get into peak energy practices and working with our body as opposed to against it, you get more productive, you get more creative, you feel more satisfied, you feel more energized, you're more focused, and your work improves. So we want to work with our bodies and tend to our sacred vessel first, and then our best work will come from that. And that makes so much sense because if we think about it from a perspective of, you know, um, our ancestors, for example, you know, even seasons, like we feel guilty that we're not as productive, let's say in the winter months, when technically that's the time in our lives where we should slow things down a little bit. We should be resting for the win- during the winter months so that we're ramped up and ready to go and like grow some you know, plants and some food for the summer. And I feel like we do this naturally where we're always on the go and we're not taking our body first. Like think about how we need to like a lot time for exercise because we need to be healthy. So if we just kind of made made it part of our everyday life, we would find the time, we'd find the energy to get everything done. But when you're making time to exercise and it's stressing you out, it's kind of counterproductive and counterintuitive. So you're just suggesting that we just listen to our bodies. And that's kind of what I do anyways. It's kind of what I'm promoting. That's why it works so well. It does work. Our bodies are an incredible time management tool. So you actually developed a time management calendar, right? Let's talk a little bit about this. You you have like, it's like almost like a diary. It's almost like something that you you suggest we use to log our activities, help us log our productivity. Let's talk about this. Yes. So the Do Less Planner was created because after my book, Do Less, came out, I had so many people ask me for a planner to be able to incorporate all the advice all in one place in a systemized, organized way. Um, And so it helps you to align your productivity and your tasks with your cyclical energy, either in concert with your menstrual cycle, if you're someone who has a regular, unmedicated menstrual cycle or with the lunar cycle, which we all have access to no matter what our menstrual status is. Because we actually do have four very distinct seasonal shifts every single month. And those four seasonal shifts energetically mimic the four seasons every year. So every month, if you are in your reproductive years, and you do have a menstrual cycle, every month you have a hormonal moment where it feels like springtime. You have a hormonal phase where it feels like summer. You have a hormonal phase that feels like autumn, and you have one that feels like winter. And of course, the winter would be when you're having your your period. Springtime is the week after your period. Summer is your ovulation time, and um, the luteal phase is the 10 to 12 days before you get your period, and that is your personal autumn. Now, if you're not having a menstrual cycle, or it's irregular, or or you're in menopause, whatever might be going on, then um, the moon does the exact same thing. And so the planner allows you to 
really get to know your own cyclical energy. So you know, when is the time that you're the most social? When is the time when you're the most articulate? When is the time where you have a lot of energy for like initiating? When is the time when you have the best energy for details and completing things? And when you align your tasks with the time of the month that you actually are perfectly primed to do those things, there's way less friction because you're not trying to push a boulder up a hill. And so the Do Less Planner allows you to organize your time according to your own energetic ebbs and flows so that you are getting more done in less time with less energy expended and you feel like you're more yourself. And that's why I'm going to encourage everybody to go out there and grab your Do Less Planner. When we come back, Kate Northrup talks about money and her program, Relax Money. This is the wellness prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Kate and I were discussing how we can work less, stress less, do more, and make more. That sounds like a fascinating recipe. We should all try it. But I was happy to learn that I can be productive in my business and have time for me, which I think essentially is what we all want. We all want to be productive. We all want to accomplish things, but we also need to find time for the things that we love aside from our business. But money tends to stress us all out. So you have a new program. Let's talk about this money program that you're um, doing amazing work on on social media for sure. Thank you. So I came out with my first book, Money, A Love Story, in 2013. And that book was really about the about our relationship with money from a mindset perspective and from an emotional perspective, and then also from a practical perspective. And I hear from people every single week that it has made an impact. And in the last 11 years, you know, I've become a homeowner, a mom, an investor, you know, a lot has happened. And so what I realized is there was a missing piece. And that missing piece was the piece around our nervous system. So we all have nervous system set points. And our nervous system is sort of an unconscious system that allows us to make small adjustments without having to think about it. Thank goodness for our nervous system, right? It's keeping us alive. It's keeping us from having to think about every single breath, every single adjustment. We love the nervous system. However, the nervous system is wired for survival. So it has a set point based on your childhood development. And that set point is basically a thermostat setting for your comfort zone, for what feels familiar to you. So when in life you find yourself experiencing more joy or more abundance or having the possibility of more joy or more abundance or just more of what you want, your nervous system actually registers that as dangerous because it's it's unfamiliar. And so part of the work that we do in Relaxed Money is we work on changing our nervous system thermostats for how much abundance and expansion we will allow ourselves to feel so that the thermostat changes and we're no longer unconsciously creating situations where we're just recreating our childhood experience. I speak for myself. So how many times have my husband and I said, 
oh my gosh, life was so simple when we were first, you know, married without kids. Life was kind of easy. We didn't have um, we didn't have money, but we had so much comfort in in having nothing. But as your life grows and your family grows and your business expands, you have a lot more on your mind. And, and instead of us just accepting like, wow, look what we've accomplished. This is amazing. We are entitled to it. We are right. We set back and say, oh, this is, this is scary, actually. Instead of just saying, wow, this is great. Let's just keep going for more. We sit in a place where we're like, oh, it was so easy back then. We need to change that dialogue with ourselves. So how do we reset the story? the thermostat? Well, there are so many different practices that can help your nervous system. So the, the main task, the main focus is to signal safety in your nervous system as it's associated with money. So many people, no matter how much more money they make, still feel fearful and anxious around money. I hang out with some women who make seven, you know, seven figures and they're like, I still feel scared. What a shame right? What, what's the point if you're still freaking out? <laughs> and so what we want to do is we want to have our nervous system begin to associate money with safety and then maybe even money with pleasure or money with, you know, expansion. And so we can start with simple practices. One of my favorites is breathing into your lower back ribs. It's really straightforward. You can do it anytime. You can do it while you're listening right now. Just send your breath on your next breath. Just send your breath into your lower back ribs. That immediately signals to your body, we are safe. I am safe now. And anytime you're coming up against the edge of discomfort, maybe you're going to go meet with a new investment advisor. Maybe you have a job interview. Maybe you're going into your boss to ask for a raise. Maybe you're going to do a big pitch for your business. You can signal your body that you are safe. And when your body feels that you are safe, it will allow you to shine in those situations. And you'll become more of a magnet for opportunities and abundance because you're more in alignment with the frequency of abundance and wealth. And so when it comes to, you know, making more money in a perspective, when somebody is a business owner, entrepreneur, it's scary because you make more money, which is great, which is the whole point of being an entrepreneur. But most of the time we feel that we can only spend that money if it's going back to our business. How do we change the mindset to say, well, you know what? I have a little extra money this month or I've made more money this year. I want to do something really special to, re to reward myself. There's nothing wrong with wanting a reward. I am a huge fan of systems and policies. When we don't have a financial system, it's like having a leaky bucket and trying to catch water in it. You might think like, I want water in this bucket, so I have a small drip of water. What I need to do is increase the flow of water so you turn up the faucet, but then you just have more water leaking through. And I recommend, and this is what I teach in Relax Money, having a financial system for your personal and your business where it is organized how much you pay yourself and what you do with the overage. So there's actually a plan to be permanently profitable and you already have a policy and a system in place for celebrating 
when there's more than you need. This is the exact amount of money that the system is telling me is put aside for exactly that kind of celebratory activity. So you don't have to even be in your mind about it. I don't think our minds are our friends most of the time. So mindset work is not my favorite, even though I think it's important to tend to our beliefs. In general, if we leave our minds to their own devices, eventually they will just tell us that we're not safe and that we suck. What's interesting about building those internal systems is that you're actually reprogramming your nervous system, right? I mean, you could use an adjustment. I'm just, I'm going to throw it out there just because I'm a chiropractor. I adjust every joint, but it's, it's all about reorganizing and retraining the nervous system. So getting out of the vagal response, getting out of that sympathetic response, having a system in place is brilliant. Thank you so much. Because if you have it, a system and you follow the system, then there's no way your body will defy you or your mind will defy you. I love that. I love it. So smart. Conflict around money though, is like probably the number one reason why people get divorced. And it's a shame because it doesn't have to be that way. How do we navigate relationships and money and who's spending what? And if there's separate accounts, like it's, it's a really complicated and tricky topic and it does lead to problems. It really can. And I come from a family where my parents got divorced somewhat in connection to money. So I really get it. And so here's a couple of tips. Number one, it's really important to speak from our heart when it comes to money. We can think like, oh, money is logical. Money is math. Money is all about the numbers. No, money is completely made up. And money is deeply connected to our emotions because money is just a stand-in for what we value. Human beings invented money. It is not real. It is completely energetic and completely emotional. So of course it triggers our deepest emotions. It also is super connected to our second chakra, which is the place where power and sex are also live in our body. So money, sex, and power is all interconnected. So in romantic relationship, you know, the money and the sex conversation, like it's all in there. Number one, speak from your heart when you are speaking to your partner about money. Get out of your head and into your heart. What really matters to you? What do you value? That's where you want to understand where your partner is coming from and where you're coming from. Number two, make sure you both understand each other's money stories because we are acting out our unconscious money history until we get conscious about it. Knowing our money stories, like what what our partner learned about money, what they experienced about money, what unconscious patterns might be running behind the scenes, understanding where both people are coming from brings compassion in and it helps us to help each other heal. Not that we're supposed to be each other's therapists, but just to be able to hold space for if that person is in a historical trigger, for example. And then number three, have a money date every single week. So just like you do date night, you have a date with your money and your partner. And during that money date, make it as fun as possible. So maybe you're going to drink kombucha out of a wine glass. Maybe there's a special playlist. Maybe there's like a special essential oils thing that you put in your diffuser. Like make it an event. And then that's the time where you're both going to be checking in on your shared resources, having key money conversations. And you're really coming into that place to nurture your financial relationship and take any money actions that need to be taken. 
I come from immigrant parents. So they came from a place where there was lack and they moved to a place where there was abundance and they did get the abundance. But for many years, they still lived in that mindset that there wasn't going to be enough and that there isn't enough. And then COVID hits, you know, whatever, 50 years later. And thank God they're past that. But some people didn't. And I think that's created a bit more anxiety because, you know, it's, it's one of those things where money, like you said, is made up, but it also makes the world go round. So having conversations around money and treating it like a relationship, I never thought of that. I, I never thought about imagining, hmm, if my money and I aren't doing well, how can my husband and I, or my partner and I be doing any better? That's a really, really good way of looking at it. And when it comes to money, we all think, oh, we don't have enough for this or we don't have enough for that. But if you really turn around and think about what is important, again, create a system, right? What's important for you this year, this month? What do you need collectively? What do you need as an individual? And I think that's really, really useful. So yeah, we got to get into, I got to get, I got to change my own conversation with myself about money and relationships. Now, when it comes to your webinars and your classes, I know you're offering um, um, a masterclass of some sort, right? Around that. Tell us, can we join that remotely? Is it something that has to be in person or do you also provide one-on-one sessions? Great. So I, at this point, I don't work with people one-on-one, but I do work with people in group settings and I teach the relaxed money program live, but I really like to give people, I'm very much about access and I love to give my best stuff or at least, you know, enough for people to have a transformation for free. Because I also understand that um, we do live in a world where equity is an issue. And so I, I love to be able to give people access. So I have a workshop coming up that's for free for three days. It's an hour a day and it's called Plenty. And it's going to help you to create more abundance in the rest of 2023 and beyond. And it's really working from the inside out. So it will not be like any other money work that you've done because it blends the nervous system, the emotions, energetics, mindset, and practical financial management. And when is that? That's coming up April 24th, 25th, and 26th. Excellent. So just in time for everybody to get the rest of the year, uh, you know, full of lots of enough money and abundance. Now, before I wrap up our segment, I want to ask the question. You often say, claim your abundance, right? And I feel like a lot of us don't do that. So how do we claim our abundance and what do you suggest? Make a decision and say, we have so many of us, we have these line in the sand moments where before that moment, our life was one way. And after that moment, we decided to change. And it might be about our wellness. It might be about our business. It might be about our wealth. And so we can either wait for dramatic circumstances in our lives, a divorce, a loss, a job change, a move. Those those things can often uh, create line in the sand moments, but we can also just decide to have one now. And so if you're listening to this and you know it's time for you to have a line in the sand moment around money and abundance, then have it. Just after you get done with this, declare, this is my time. 
and I am ready and willing to do what it takes to have a healthy relationship with money. That sounds amazing. Such great advice. Kate, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. If listeners want to purchase your books, purchase your planner, join this you know, amazing three-day um, course called Plenty at the end of the month, at the end of April, how can they do that? Yes. So the best place to go is go over to katenorthrup.com or come follow me on Instagram at Kate Northrup. And all the things that we have are both of those places. And you're you're just amazing and you're so fun. I absolutely adore watching your social media. You can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, ClaudiaMacchiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. That's my show for this week. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. And I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at healthyplanetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.